talk to each other in a long time i was i was legitimately missing you a little bit today like because stop no it. i was because you shut your no face. i'm gonna tell you why because because i don't know i think i've gotten busier at work and you've gotten a new job but like we used to at least chat throughout the day and mm-hmm. that was nice and i'm not saying that it's like we don't do it for any particular reason but it's our contact's been a little slower the last week it has been but there's a lot going um, on yeah, and I think some of it is, like, not so much that I'm doing more work, but, like, when you start a job, you don't want to look like you're the person who's on their phone all the time, No, you know? of course. You you have a good, like, two or three more weeks of where you're at before, you know, you can, like, Facebook at work. So I, I like, I exactly. get it. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I know already this seems like the kind of work environment where people will be texting, or where people do text yeah. and people are on Facebook. Um, and, you know, personal shopping. That's a, that's a big sign is that what everyone's there's doing a, there's a lot of personal shopping that happens um and people to get get stuff sent to the office that's a big sign of an office culture is when people are shopping yeah we do that too though like i had a futon cover delivered to work today <laughs> i have all my stuff delivered to work actually now yeah it's fine but so i'm <laughs> definitely not comfortable yet ordering stuff to the office i don't know at what point at my old job, I was there for months, and I wouldn't have ordered something to the office. But, like, if, I mean, it, I guess it depends where you're at. But for us, like, a lot of us say, you know, and it's true for my building, it's just safer to deliver it to work. Like, packages right. get stolen here, but at work, it, like, gets checked in. So I get a fancy email. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I get a fancy email. You know email. what I just set up, hmm. which I think is the coolest thing? When someone calls me now and leaves a voicemail, which never happens because no. I'm that low on the totem pole. But if that happened, I'll get an email with a voice recording in it. That sounds awful. <laughs> I, I think it's the coolest. Oh okay, I like have voicemail anxiety, though. I don't really know why, but like I hate voicemails. I don't want to listen to them. Like Really? You're, okay, you leave... You leave fun voicemails and they're infrequent. Like I think I have one saved voicemail from you, because it was mm-hmm. fun, and I was like, "Oh, that's nice of Jason." And that's just the thing about me is I like to leave voicemails. And you leave fun, like yours. You are an exception to the rule. I'll, I well, will say nice. that. You, but um, yeah, I won't listen to my voicemails for forever. Actually, I had like 19 unlistened voicemails this weekend, and I decided to just deal with them all at once. Um, and now I'm good for a while. Like I probably won't listen to a voicemail for another couple months. So um, my where I'm working uh, is in the same building. I don't work for this show, but um, American Pickers is one of the shows that my, my company produces, okay. um, which is a show. I don't know if you know. It's a show about these two guys who, like, travel the country, like, um, going to, like, very, very rural places and, like, looking through their garbage and, like, finding treasures or whatever. Um, but so the cat the, – my phone number used to be – the casting department for American Pickers. So I get calls from like, you know, Bobby, Bobby Joe in, 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 <laughs> in Mama's Foot, Arkansas. Uh, and it's great. Yeah. Um, so when I got there, one of the first things I had to do was I had 23 saved voicemails and I just listened through all of them. And are these people who like sort of don't know how phones work. Nice. Um, 
and definitely don't know how to leave a voicemail. Um, and so it was the best. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I, that probably won't happen that much, that much anymore. Yeah. Those are at least it's, like entertaining to listen to. I feel. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's interesting because I think, and this is my segue. I think that, um, <laughs> as, as a whole, what, by announcing that it was yeah, my segue? Don't interrupt me. It is my segue. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you, Go, Jason. No, it, this is my segue. Um, <laughs> um, oh, I feel like people are so much worse at using the phone nowadays. I know I am not very good at, at, at placing phone calls um, because of this dependency on the internet. Sure. Like, I would so much rather write it Text out. Text you, email you. Email. A- absolutely. Um, and I and I kind of think that it's why I get these funky voicemails from people because it's like they've never they 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 just don't do that. That's yeah. not the way people communicate anymore. No, that's I I agree with that a hundred percent. Which it's a weird thing. So we watched this week, lo and behold, which is a documentary uh, by about the internet um, and the history of the internet. And I don't really remember a time before having the internet there was a i was alive yeah i remember when we uh, got a computer and when we got internet and i remember the process yeah, but how old were you i was five right i was five when we got a computer i don't i don't know that we had internet immediately or i was also like five and why did i need the internet at five because the internet wasn't what it is today like when we you know in the 90s no that's definitely true so uh but I remember even when we got internet and I had a laptop, it was like this huge thing of like me getting a special card to put into my computer so that I could have internet. You know what I mean? Like oh, a wireless card. like a card. wireless card. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so like me getting internet on my own personal computer didn't happen till I think I was maybe like 12 or 13. And it was like mm. some big shit. It was like, oh, yeah. the world is my well, oyster in my own room. So, yeah, I mean... I that's something I guess I remember is making the switch to wireless. Oh yeah, because we had we had for a long time we had dial up, um, and then eventually we got high speed, and that was a crazy thing. Oh yeah, and for my bar mitzvah, a bunch of people uh, chipped together and bought me a laptop, which was like the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, um, but and it, and it had a built-in wireless card, but we didn't have Wi-Fi. Sure. Um, and so I remember suddenly being able to like walk around the house and use the internet and that being like a, a novel and exciting thing. Sure, yeah. Um, but it's weird because I was thinking about it today, right? That like the internet is something that I really don't know much about. We don't, we don't learn about it in school. No. Um, and, or at least not when we were in school. Um, but it totally permeates like every part of the day it is it's the only thing i think i can say like besides air that i am connected to 24 hours a day in some fashion Uh, yeah in some fashion yeah absolutely yeah no it's it's crazy how accessible it is now because i remember back when we had dial up and and uh going on aim was kind of the shit so it's like you eat dinner then you go on aim but, like, there was no subtle way to do that because my parents would hear – we had one computer and my parents would hear, like, the dial-up tone, you know? So they knew I was, like, on AIM and it was still, like, not completely, like, 
private. There was still, like, people knew what was going on. And now it's, like, I wake up in the morning and, like, check my phone. <laughs> right. Like, what's happening? What did Twitter do while I was asleep? Mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. did news do while I was asleep? Did anyone tag well, me on Facebook? And, like, then I can the, the amount that the internet has changed in such a short amount of time, like, that, I think one of the, like, the most striking visuals in the documentary is the guy uh, holds up the 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 directory of everyone who was on the internet in like whatever 1979 or something like that and it's like it's like a 200 page book or whatever 100 page directory but it lists everyone twice (laughs) so it's like (laughs) no i i loved that and it and it felt almost like um oh god the word is gonna elude me but it's the old like breaker breaker this is you know like ham radio yes okay like yes that. and to me it was that same idea of like random people kind of reaching out but not to do anything other than to be like oh i'm communicating far away like right. this is cool no, absolutely um but it totally reminded me of like trucker style mm-hmm. <laughs> like but that. it was also it was also so interesting because it was so, and something i never thought about is that the internet was like conceived and designed for a group of like a couple hundred people no one thought no one ever thought about like spam or viruses or anything like that because if you get a spam email from uh uh, bobby ray at yahoo.com there's only one bobby ray yeah you know who he is so there would be there is no reason like it's self-policing yeah um and i never that's something that never occurred to me in any way um, right. That the internet ever was that exclusive, basically. Yeah, and I guess such a community. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah, and now it's just funny. diluted at this point. But I think it's interesting because, in a way, like that's what everyone strives to go back to with the internet, right? Yeah. We're like constantly trying to form community um, virtually. When that's how it started, it was a virtual community, pretty. Like naturally, yeah. Just realized this documentary does not make any mention of social media or social networking at all. No, it doesn't. Because I feel like that's its own fucking documentary. Like that's. I guess so. Yeah. That's its own wormhole. Because like, if the internet now is huge. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, even thinking back to like when we were kids and got internet. Like, do you remember, like, even the AOL, like, having a disc, like, your installed disc for AOL and, like, all this, like, it was so much more difficult to have that access. And now it's super easy. And, like, what can't you access on the internet? There's videos of anything you could imagine. There's chat rooms for any group of people you could ever want to chat with. Like, everything's at your fingertips instantly. And it's huge. Well, someone says towards the end of the movie, one of the like kind of more philosopher kind of guys, he's talking about how like this, the internet completely changes the way we learn and the way we grow, right? Because you have constantly all the information that's ever existed is is available to you for free right now instantaneously. So learning isn't about, um, you know, collecting facts or collecting knowledge. Learning becomes about um, like, growing ideas and like i I don't know like i I, one thing i think this documentary did a really good job of is like showing the way that like 
the internet could lead to a more positive future and a more or a more negative future. Yeah. And that was one one thing I had never really thought about is the way that like okay, so I don't have to waste time learning facts. Um, that like the internet frees up a whole chunk of my brain. Yeah. And instead, I can be focusing on like growing as a a thinker. Sure. But then there's like the flip side of that. Right. Where you don't take the time to learn anything because you know that it's accessible whenever you need it. Right. Well, like, and I, yeah. Do you? I I feel like I places where I lived or or traveled before I had a cell phone. I know better than places I traveled after I had a cell phone. Totally. Um, even even phone numbers. Like, I still know phone oh, numbers yeah. that are, like, long gone that aren't my family anymore or whatever. But, like, I don't know my best friend's number by heart because, like, why exactly. I don't dial it. Like, it's in my phone. I know a bunch of people who don't know... Th- I know a bunch of people who don't know their own phone number. I don't. I don't know my work phone number. <laughs> every, oh, I don't know my work phone every time either. I have to give it to somebody, I'm like, just, just give me one second, and I have to like go look it up. Um, no, that's a that's a weird thing though, because it's like I know my grandparents' phone number. I know all of my best friends' phone numbers. Their home phone numbers. Oh sure. But but once they got cell phones, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, and like I have a friend named Clay, uh, who's which is short for Clayton, and I have one phone number on my phone called Clayton and one phone number on my phone called Clay and every single time I want to contact him it's a 50-50 shot as to whether I'm going to totally whether I'm going to get it I could probably delete one I just had to do that with somebody because I was like I have too many things and I don't know what it is and I'm sick of feeling nervous um (laughs) do you do you think you get anxiety or or like addictive feelings towards the internet i'm so glad you brought that up um yeah so (laughs) i'm not i'm not gonna get like overly political but i was friday glued to the internet watching the inauguration uh Mm -hmm. not only was i live streaming it on whatever the fuck uh i had open the newyorktimes.com because i wanted to see everything that was happening uh Mm -hmm. i also had twitter up because like you know for us it's just like twitter fest and like when something's going on we have to be on there so i'm like checking twitter i'm also checking my facebook to see like if anyone's saying some crazy shit and like i just got drawn into this whole it was just a on like a cycle you know Mm -hmm. i was just literally jumping from one thing to one thing and i was like so depressed at the end of the day were the things happening depressing sure but did i make it worse by just like letting myself get into that cycle yeah and like that's something i noticed about myself like i really can't get too drawn into certain things because i will just continue on that loop of like checking whatever five things i'm fixated on well so then i guess my follow-up to that is do you think you know if i took your phone away if i took your internet away do you think you would miss that vice of being able to get into that circle? Do you know what I mean? I don't think I would miss that at all. Uh, if you took away my internet and I couldn't watch TV, that would freak, that would freak me out more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think I could handle it now. Like I'm getting better at engaging with like other things, like writing and like guitar and such. But no, it would freak me out a little bit to not be connected. In, at right. all yeah 
Yeah. I don't know. I I know that uh, yesterday, the day before, whenever I did laundry and uh, my phone was dead, so I charged it mm-hmm. and I left the house without my phone. And I remember feeling like just my my like my pockets were empty, like I was missing yeah. something very important. Um, and I definitely do the thing where I will put my phone away and then pull it right back out and open it up and scroll through all this stuff I've already seen and lock it and put it away and pull it right back yeah. out and scroll. Um, so I get. I mean, there there must be some level of addiction there. Oh yeah, I mean, I had a friend who. She was taking the train home or something, and there was an option to, like, go by herself or wait longer and go with other people. And she waited longer to go with other people because her phone was dead, and she wasn't into being on the train alone without a phone, like, without something to do. Like, legitimately. So, like, chose to take a later train, not to hang with people, but simply to not be alone, essentially. Right. No, one thing I've, I noticed on uh, the New York train, not in Chicago because it's above ground, but so you don't have service um, in between stations. Um, right. So so everyone you will pull into a, a station and everyone will pull out their phone and quick try to load something, whatever it is. Right. Um, and then, you know, however long it takes to get to the next station, there's the lucky ones who maybe they're able to look at their phones the whole time. But most of us end up locking our phones, putting it away, waiting, waiting, waiting. Oh, we're, we're at a new station. Unlock. Load something, anything. Yeah. Load. Um, and I one of, one of the things that, like, for me, I, I sometimes notice about myself and it makes me, I don't know, worried or, um, yeah, I guess about, like, whether I am truly, like, addicted to the internet yeah. is the fact that I... I seek out content for the sake of being content. Um, like, I don't care what it is I'm reading or what it is I'm scrolling past. Like, I just need there to be something that I'm looking at or something that I'm reading or something that I'm watching. Yeah. Um, I. It's so funny. I went through that thought process this morning, like literally on the train, because I had – I always have music on. In my headphones and I usually that's when I read I read the times that's usually when I read the times is on my way to work but this morning I felt like okay you're kind of caught up on the news it's been pretty depressing maybe you don't need to do that so I was like okay cool not gonna read the news but then I kept whipping my phone out I'm like well what what am I doing what then? will I do well then, then what right. am I even doing here because like in a way it feels like a waste of time or a waste mm-hmm. of of that's gaining knowledge almost because it's like I'm sitting on this train everyone else is on their phone like I should be engaging or learning something somehow mm-hmm. that's a that's a really interesting I'm I'm very fascinated by the idea that like our generation um, has the most pressure to be productive and to be doing things all the time yeah. um, and I, I like that expl- I, I, I'll take that as truth because <laughs> I yeah. like that explanation that like we need to feel like we're doing. Yeah. Because um, otherwise, I like, and, and it's weird because I have not been listening to music like I used to, but I can't get on the train and I feel like I'm wasting a half hour. Like, this mm-hmm. is a half hour where I can be, you know, just getting up to speed on something. No, sure. So, yeah. But here's 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 the, like, million-dollar question. Uh-oh. Is, here we go, 
is so in the documentary we one of the obviously okay so the reason we're talking about this is because they talk about internet addiction in the documentary okay uh and and, gaming addiction for sure and gaming addiction um and a little bit pornography addiction um but so they go to um this rehab center called restart um to cleanse themselves of this addiction i guess to, to to get rid of the addiction yeah um do you think that you would benefit from not from from a detox? Y- yeah, but I also know that, like, when I go places that don't have service, I I have a like I'm relieved in in a way. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't get anxious when my phone doesn't work necessarily. Like if I'm going like camping and my phone doesn't work i'm thrilled like i don't have any nervousness about it so like i don't think i'm at their level because i think that like because the one girl they asked her i think like what did you like what, what were, were you characters? into or what were your characters yeah. and like she, she was, couldn't she talk played about video it. games yeah yeah and she couldn't talk about it yet she was like i'm still like not ready to and like i, I wouldn't want to make fun of that because like I can see that from any other addictive perspective. Like, you just can't access it yet. But that's definitely a level, like, far beyond where I'm at. I was shocked that someone hit that point, though. Like, I didn't realize it could get that bad. I will say, actually, recently, we went to the the New York City March um, on Saturday. Nice. um, And the streets were crowded, and we didn't have service. Right. And I tried a couple times to, like, load stuff without... and, And we weren't moving. It was too crowded so for a long portion of it. Right. So we were standing there, and I was, like, trying to load stuff, and it wouldn't load. And eventually, I put my phone away. And a lot of other people were, like, taking pictures and, like, uh, taking video and doing all this stuff. And, like, I just had my phone away, and it was locked, and it was in my pocket. Um, and it was on airplane mode so that it wouldn't drain a battery. Yeah. Um, and I was, like, I really felt more present because I wasn't holding a phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, it's the same way people, you know, who take videos at concerts and stuff. It's like, no, 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 no. You're missing the point. Like, yeah. be, at, be at the concert. Totally. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. Like, I don't record a lot of things for that reason. I'm like, no, I'm just going to take it in with my eyes. <laughs> like, my brain when will you, remember you, this moment. When you go to 21 Pilots, you are going to be there. Yeah. You're going to be present. Yeah. I'm going to watch every move that happens in my mind also there's always another idiot recording it like right you know what i mean someone else is recording it and you can watch it on youtube later um that being said like so also in the documentary there are people who intentionally live out in the middle of no place to avoid the internet yeah Um, and, and i don't i'm not about that I, you are. Last I, week, you were talking about chickens and shit. No, like, I, that sounded really nice. I was like, that sounds pretty nice, living out there without any service. Like, there's a part of me that I think could do it, but I also, like, currently live in the middle of a big city. So, like, <laughs> I feel like technology is just part of living in the city. But, no, there were parts of that I was like, I could definitely go vacation out there and, and enjoy myself. Can, um, I, can I, for a second... Um, shit on some spaghetti real quick yeah um so in the documentary we meet these people who are i was gonna just bring that up i guess you'd say convinced that they have um a condition which makes them 
vulnerable to radio waves and radiation from things like the internet and cell phones um and so that's part of the reason why they like hide out here right um and that's bullshit (laughs) and that is not true it's not real and can i I tell you the biggest the biggest thing for me the one where it's like hello easy science that even i could pick up sure um so they talk about how um they live in faraday cages yeah um which first of all a faraday cage is a metal cage uh named after sir uh edward norton uh faraday yeah it's, it's named after a guy named faraday um and they um uh it's when you um get shocked by electricity if there's an electric shock the, it, it hits the cage instead of you and it keeps the electricity away from you. Um, it has nothing to do with radiation. And the reason I know that is um, because they talk about how a car is a natural Faraday cage, which it is. If, if you're in a car and it gets shot by electricity, yeah. it hits the car and not you. But you know when you sit in a car um, and someone calls you and you answer the phone? <laughs> That's how you know... <laughs> That a car is not blocking cell phone service. <laughs> it just I literally, out- I, I literally didn't think about that. It took me a couple <laughs> viewings until I was like, oh, wait a second. This, uh, this makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> well, and then, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know as much about waves as, like, I used to or as some people. But... I, I think radiation waves and cell phone signal waves are very different things. Um, I, I believe so. I Yeah, because I think, I think more of us would have, like... I don't think radiation poisoning isn't real, but I don't think you got it from no, your phone. I think you got it from, like... Radiation poisoning is really real. Yeah, <laughs> but it's different. But still, no, I wasn't saying it wasn't real, but, like... <laughs> Like, that to me is very separate from anything a phone has, does, triggers, right? And, and like, <laughs> And, like, if you're having these, whatever, if you are susceptible, lying down on the ground because the earth emits 7.8 kilohertz or whatever she said. Yeah. Like, which is the natural rhythm. Fuck you. I mean, like, definitely I feel bad. I mean, that one lady literally lived in a cage for four years. Okay, that, like, that made me feel claustrophobic, like, immediately upon hearing her life. But also, like, I was thinking about it, and I was like, can you imagine, like, that guy goes to work, you know, the husband goes to work. He's probably a mailman. He's there. He's sorting his mail. You know, then he's on lunch. He's having a hoagie, and his coworker's like, hey, do you and and Deb want to come out for dinner tonight? Oh, no. Deb is in a cage. Yeah. Uh, uh, you sure about that part? Like, that sounds like you're uh, abusing your wife. Oh, no, 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 no. no. She has radiation uh, sickness. Sickness, sensitivity, thing. something. We keep her in a cage for the past three and a half years. And for context, so this lady lived in this uh, Faraday cage, essentially, with her mattress in it. And she had no room to, like, sit up. So this woman, right. like... I don't know, if I lay in bed too long, like, I get a headache, I start feeling gross, it's like, okay, I need to, like, sit up. I, right. Like, literally hearing how she lived for three and a half years, I was like, there must have been a better way. Well, not <laughs> There's only that, no like, way that was, like, the best solution. If you felt sick before, 
Hello. Like, hello, sitting in a cage for four years, you're going to feel sick afterwards. It, it feels like the definition of insanity of like, I'm just going to stay in this bed and I'm just going to keep feeling awful. And this right. is actually the correct way to deal with this. Like, there's no... I. Ooh, I, also, I hate the idea of it. It's awful. I'd also like to say that uh, if you watch The White Rabbit Project, which is a pretty horrible show, but it's on Netflix, um, you can also wear chain mail that acts as a Faraday cage, and then you can just walk around as much as you want. Um, if you believe that that being in a cage is protecting you from radiation. <laughs> also, like, not that I've ever, not that I've spent a lot of time sitting in cages, but, like, you can definitely call someone when they're sitting in a cage. Yeah. No, I. It's okay, Jace. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I agree with you. Um, but every. The, of course, you agree with me. It's basic science. No, I know, but it's. Um, I will. I will say about this documentary, they come at the internet from a lot of different angles, and there's no way in hell that you can touch on every aspect of what the internet has done. But I do think they show a very wide range of effects of the internet. Yeah. You know what I mean? And these people truly feel like they are affected by the internet in this fashion. And, like, I never would have known about that. I didn't know that there was an area with literally no cell towers, like, on purpose. I think that's kind of right. dope. But, yeah, it is um, cool. it, I don't know. It's just cool. Like, they showed just a different side of something that I never would have thought about. The other, the, 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 I guess the last thing I want to talk about that, like, struck me and sh- shook me to my core. Oh, my God. Um, is the whole topic of solar flares um, and the, f- the, the fact that, like, we're all going to die. So um, the one guy quotes this thing which isn't like an actual fact but it was just like a, an, a saying where it's like civilization is four square meals away from extinction um and there are these things called solar flares which i don't understand but they're big booms on the sun um and they like can cause crazy weather and can cause power outages and can cause internet to go out uh like permanently um and so if we have one of these big solar flare things then uh, the internet will go out like everywhere. Yeah. And then no one knows how to like survive. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's like reminiscent of like Y2K. I don't know mm-hmm. how much you remember of, of that. I remember. Okay. Cause I think I was like nine or 10, but I remember asking my parents, I'm like, why is, why are people freaking out? And like, at one point someone mentioned like, well, they're not sure if like computers are going to know to like go to 2000 and like everything could shut down and like the world would like stop being able to exist and at the time i'm like that's a little far-fetched like i'm sure we can all exist but like especially now like however right what 17 years later it's like oh yeah like everything we do is technology based at this point like even new cars today are mostly computer you know New what I cars, mean? Yeah. Fucking um, refrigerators run totally. off the internet. Totally. Yeah. So it's weird because we are really so uh, kind of entangled in it in, in like just basic everyday life that now it's true. It's like there are some people that like wouldn't be able to make change if their register broke down. You know what I mean? Oh, like, absolutely. There's okay, well, so think about yeah. this. So like, you know, the whole internet of things thing, right? So like in if you are living in like the most up-to-date house – 
then your thermostat runs off of runs off the internet. Yeah. Your lights run off the internet. Yeah. Your appliances all run off the internet. So if the internet goes out, like you can't control your entire house. It's basically smart home. <gasps> yes. Oh. <laughs> Dis- Disney is at it again. <laughs> But they nailed it. No, it, uh, it's true at this point. Honestly, Smart House, I don't think is so far off. Because as much as we joke about the fact I have an Alexa, uh, and by an Alexa, <laughs> I mean an Amazon Echo Dot, um, she can be programmed to run your Smart House. Like, yeah. Alexa could be the the mom, Pat. Pat's the name of the lady in yeah. Smart House. Um, okay. Wonderful. Uh, but no, that's a creepy thing because it's like it's that accessible that even I have it, and I definitely don't have a smart apartment at all. But no, you have a very dumb apartment. Yeah. But um, no, and and not only so like if Alexa, if you don't want an Alexa, don't worry because Apple has their thing, and now Google has one. Yeah. Called called like Google Steve, who's gonna like you know control everything in the entire world. Um. I don't know. I don't want to sound like a crazy, you know, conspiracy theorist, but holy shit, we're all going to die and the internet is at fall. Yeah. Wow. I can't even say that you're being, like, hysterical about it because it's probably true. Man. Yeah. No, it was, this was a, it was definitely an interesting, like, think piece to just kind of consider, like, all the aspects in which we rely on it. Just say it. Just say it. What? Just say say how you felt about the documentary. I, I was I was bored. But I can't, <laughs> I, I mean like I'm so I sorry. Don't, no 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 no. Like you're you're entitled to your your opinion, obviously. But so one of the things I I, I, I like about this documentary is like how aesthetically um, organized uh, it is. Organized, I guess. Yeah, maybe. But it like, was. It's not like. It's not that like I'm a fan of uh, of uh, symmetry, just the like, it's it's a it's a movie with a clear aesthetic. It's with it's 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 got a vision. It's got it's got a look to it, a feel to it. It has a feeling to yeah. it. Yeah, that's great. It just, it just, I, I'm so glad that you liked it. And, and our conversation was so much more interesting than I thought it would be, tr- truly. Because uh, I think this was super fun. But yeah, I, I tried and tried again. And my final attempt, I still fell asleep at the end. <laughs> I tried. That's why, that's why you didn't know about, because I saw your face. You didn't know at the end that they talk about the world coming to an end. You never made it that far. <laughs> no. I fell asleep somewhere around Solar Flare because that yeah. that rang a bell. Oh <laughs> but my I was God. like, I I remember watching the Earth, and then someone was saying that like the Aurora Borealis wasn't as cool as they thought it would be, or some shit. And then is that real? Aurora I think Borealis? That, yeah. Is that really what it looks like? I have heard that it doesn't look like that. I just I just interacted with someone who has like legitimately seen it, and they were like, "It does not look like it does in the pictures. Like it is not that cool." And I was like, "That's, that's upsetting because it looks that's cool." What I was well, and I does it really shake like that so fast? No, we should go to Alaska. Where do you? I think no, you, you go to like a Nordic country. No, I think I think anything above the Arctic Circle. 
Maybe that's not Alaska. I love I love how much we're fudging like we know what the earth is like. <laughs> it's somewhere along this latitude line. I think it's I think it's north and south. I, I, I no, I you, do think you're right. I think you could see it at the poles essentially when you're close mm-hmm. close to a pole. That's right. So just gotta be just gotta be careful because now they require voter ID. Oh, it's fine. Like neither of us are going to a north or south pole. Not yet. Um. Okay. I mean, like, I'm not offended. It's just that, like, I don't last want week, you to be offended. I, last week, I just feel like I kind of, sh- I kind of like shot for the fences. I said, I said something like that about how much you're gonna love this documentary. <laughs> you did. <laughs> um, and I, I, I mean. I sort of feel like the uh, I've been living in a Faraday cage for four years, and then I found out that it was total bullshit. Is that is that how you're feeling right now? <laughs> That's how I'm feeling. Some might say. Um, no, I think I'm. I think I'm also like in this kind of like farm farm girl mentality slash like rebellion to the idea of technology, even though I'm mm-hmm. still super into it. Uh, so maybe that was why there were some cool points though. Like I didn't dislike the entirety of it, but it that's just, good. um, it's okay. I learned something. Yeah. I and didn't that's know what this that, so. is all about. Amen, brother. Um, all right. So I, so we've had two weeks of, uh, fun, fun, loving curiosity documentaries. Fun, love, and curiosity is my. Those are all my middle names. I know they're fun. I like them. I don't. I, I enjoy things that don't like stress you out too much. But mm. um, next week we're gonna crank up the heat and we're gonna watch uh, Welcome to Leith, which Yikes. is a. Um, <laughs> it's really just a um, microcosm of what is happening globally right now. Um, but it's basically about a bunch of white supremacists that slowly take over a very tiny town, um, and it kind of document documents the entire process of that happening. Wow. Yeah. I I feel like there's going to be a lot of hashtag alternative facts next week. Yes. Um, Maybe we should have alternative fact corner on this podcast where we just say some bullshit. <laughs> And we're like, this has been alternative. We'll 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 talk about it. Um, cool. So this has been a podcast. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Tumblr. We're on Stitcher. We're on t- uh, Tumblr. Uh, did I say Tumblr twice? Yeah, but say it a third time. Rule we're on threes. Tumblr. Uh, <laughs> postdocpodcast.tumblr.com. We're on Facebook. Facebook.com/slash/postdocpodcast. We're on Twitter. Twitter.com/slash/postdocpodcast. We're also uh, at EM Toby and at JC Kasman, and our music is by uh, Jonathan O'Grady. Um, did I miss anything? I, th- I think you nailed it. Uh, so <laughs> my uh, my quote comes from Ted Nelson. Mm. Ted Nelson uh, is a guy who is in the documentary. I thought so. I was like, that name sounds so familiar. He's uh, he's a little bit of a, a, a an oddball. Um, he's very upset about um, the fact that we use the words copy and paste the way we do. Um, he feels that that is uh, inaccurate. Um, so I'll give you a quote. The good news about computers is that they do what you tell them to do. The bad news is that they do what you tell them to do. Shit, that couldn't fit. <laughs>
<laughs> documentaries are. I was like, where is he going with it? Um, yeah, I'll stick with that. Okay. And stop.